Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on v one of those idiots who believe in analytics. That it is, and that I am. Skill Alexander, numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Jeff Parlay, producer number eight, is here as well. Jeffrey, you good? What did we watch last night? <laughs> we'll get into that momentarily. <laughs> uh, Vinny Maliula will join us later on the show as we always close out uh, the week with Vinny from the perspective of. His perch behind the desk here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Chris Felik at the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day will join us next hour to talk college football. Uh, he is at State College this weekend. A little Happy Valley, Penn State action. So we'll get his uh, take on some games this weekend, including the Penn State-Auburn game. Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location in the desert talked baseball with us. One game lead for the Giants out west. Uh, we'll ask him about our, our fake theoretical Giants postseason win total. Uh, thing, and we'll also do World Series exact matchups with him. What does he like best? DraftKings has those up. Dr. Bob, each and every Friday with his college football plays, he has been on a fire here early in the season. Uh, seriously, between Dr. Bob's college football, the tennis, and Paul Carr's soccer, Paul Carr will join us momentarily. He is 10-2 and two on the young Premier League season. Not to mention Jason Weingarten just strolling in here and making plays every day when he's on the show. So I hope you, you, it's hard not to run into winners if you're listening. So we'll talk to all those guys, but as Jeff indicated, we should probably, we should probably talk about Thursday night football first. Uh, Jeff, where to begin? Washington beats the giants 30 to 29 uh, in the cup. In the process, they do not cover giants get the cover. 
But the game store is way over the total of, and that was the thing before this game, 40 and a half, 41, 42. I mean, that's, that's been the difference early in this season. When we're doing primetime action, which I do with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin on MSG Plus, weeknights at 7 p.m. Eastern. What we've noticed in these standalone games, Thursdays and Mondays, is now do the boards just go crazy on the run-up to kickoff. Before this year, uh, maybe a tick with late money coming in, either way on the line or on the side or on the total. But now it's just, it toggles back and forth, constant motion. It's as if, Jeff, there are tens and tens more millions of people betting on sports in this country. It's as if. What a development. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's totally, it's a totally different world now, looking at these things. So last night, uh, Washington wins it, and they go to 1-1. One and one. The Giants, for the fifth straight season, go to 0-2. Oh and, uh, and this really did come down, simply put, to Giants miscues. Giants errors all over the gridiron. First of all, there was a, there was a long Daniel Jones touchdown run, which was nullified by a holding call on C.J. Board against uh, Washington's William Jackson, which I would have to say, Jeff, and I'm curious your your take on this, but we're watching it live. We don't have the benefit of audio. When we're watching it, we're like, oh, that, uh, that is kind of ticky-tack. But they called it. And that was the first nullification of a touchdown for the Giants. Well, Troy Aikman hated the call. He did. I hated the call. I thought it was horrible. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah. It was it was questionable at best, which was, which was the theme from the officials last night. So, so that was that was that in the first. Yes, there was another play late in the first half. Just to get to the officials' theme real quick, uh, we're watching it again. No benefit of audio, and J.D. McKissick takes a handoff and trips over the turf monster, falls to his chest right on the ball, and then sort of bounces for a first down. And they go to review and. They come back and say he's a yard short of the marker. And, uh, and uh, we were off air at the time. I say to Matt Brown, I'm like, J.D. McKissick isn't a quarterback. Like, how is that not a first down? Was that another? That was another one where I'm like, what are the refs watching in this football game? That was the first half. Anyway, Washington ends out up the first half sort of in brilliant fashion. They, they knew they weren't getting the ball first in the second half. Uh, they were down 10-7 to 7 at the time. Their goal was to sort of score but use as much time as possible. They succeeded on that. A third and one at the two, the climax of their final drive, which only, you know, Giants' only play after that was to kneel on it when they received the, uh, when they received the kickoff and had one play to run. But they, they end up running the football, which is always dicey with no timeouts left and 23 seconds left. J.D. McKissick goes through a, a lane the size of, you know, what a semi could get through, as they say. And so it's 14-10 Washington at the break. But in the second half, um, boy, oh, boy, the, the, the mistakes from the Giants continue so many penalties. Imagine if Joe Judge wasn't a stickler for details, Jeff. Imagine if that wasn't his calling card. Imagine if he wasn't a special teams coach by origin. Imagine. Uh, of course, the biggest gaffe is that after the Giants went, well, first of all, the Giants go up on a 55-yard field goal from Graham Gano. Uh, 20, what was it at the time? I believe it was 26 to 20 uh, at that portion. And then a two-play drive from Taylor Heineke, a pass to J.D. McKissick for a huge chunk of yardage, got him one-on-one out of the backfield. And then what can only be described as a really bold and perfect pass from Heineke in the back corner of the end zone to Ricky Seals-Jones, first catch as, as a Washington football teamer, and just a brilliant pass from Heineke, Washington goes up. 
but then on a subsequent drive, Washington's defense holds. Washington gets the ball. They're up at that point, 27 to 26. And you're like, okay, they can run the ball. Giants can use their timeouts. But Terry McLaurin, who was just brilliant yesterday, his first 11-catch, 100-yard-plus performance as a football teamer, and this kid is just phenomenal. Um, Heineke ends up 34-46 of for 336 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. McLaurin gets kind of uh, chipped by the corner that was not on him, and Bradbury ends up making a great play and picks the ball off. It ends up in another Gano field goal after the Giants on that sequence decide to go run, run, pass short of the yard to gain, (laughs) the line to gain. Uh, So there was that. But Washington had the ball back with plenty of time, and sure enough, Taylor Heineke and Washington get down the field, and it sets up a field goal from the very erratic Dustin Hopkins. Very erratic kicker. You really, I know it's one of he's one of these guys. When you think about the history of kickers on your team, Mark Mosley, Chip Low Miller, you knew they were making field goals. Every other kicker you've ever had, you're like, I don't know. And sure enough, he uh, Hopkins misses the would be game winner. Misses the would-be game winner um, at the end of regulation. And you know what happened. Dexter Lawrence of the Giants, right in the middle of the field, on the attempted 48-yarder, jumps off sides. Another and final gaff for the Giants. And, of course, Hopkins hits the subsequent 43-yarder. Katie bar the door. Washington is your winner. And I ask you, Jeffrey, after all that, because Darius Slayton dropped a touchdown pass. There was the penalty on the on the Jones run. All of those gaffes, obviously the one on the field goal. And I say to you in the end, I mean, Giants could have easily won this football game. So what's your ultimate takeaway from this? It's an absolutely horrendous loss for the Giants. Yeah. Horrendous loss. I mean, the Slayton touchdown actually is a play that's going to be remembered because people like the memes on Twitter. But that... That was probably about the eighth or ninth most ridiculous thing that happened in the fourth <laughs> quarter alone in that game last night. But for the Giants to not only lose in the game in a game where Daniel Jones was legitimately good. The best game of his career. It's not close. Yeah. He was really good in that game. Yeah. He his decision making was good. He was great with his legs. He should have had two rushing touchdowns and over a hundred yards rushing. Um and their offensive line did totally fine, actually, which yeah. was a little bit of a surprise. Andrew Thomas seems to actually understand the NFL game, which will help them moving forward. I think the, the discussion I had briefly with Las Vegas, Chris, and the question I asked of Lombardi about the Washington defense is valid. Oh, like, they, they're they're mediocre. Yeah. They're mediocre. If they're getting pressure, they're, they're, they're perfectly fine. But if they're not getting pressure, that secondary is just not any good at all. But for the Giants, and, and look, the sequence after the interception at the end, really just shows you what the Giants are all about. They ran it in, running it into the line with Saquon Barker, who, by the way, yes, had he's, one he's, really good run and did nothing else. He ain't ready. He's not ready. As someone who, again, you know, you, if you have a major injury, whether it's a knee or an Achilles or whatever, it's mental, man. You you need time. So, Gil, here, here's the thing. All the Giants had to do, because Graham Gano has apparently turned into the best kicker of all time oh, now. Of all time. Which, which is bizarre. Yes. But, Daniel, Washington had no answer to the read option and Daniel Jones bouncing to the outside. Was their best play. It was their best play by far the whole night. Run that play once, you're probably picking up a first down 
and you're not losing that game. And betting truth theorem for anybody who had Washington, they would agree with you. Well, That's look, what they I didn't would, want to see. I, I, as someone who had an uncomfortable amount of bets on Washington, uh, <laughs> money line bets and, and money line in game deal, uh, what they did was exactly what I wanted, which was run it into the line twice. And then, of course, it was an incomplete pass, but Shepard was a yard and a half short anyway if he makes the catch. Here's, here's the Washington schedule. We touched on this yesterday. Washington had to win that game. They lose to the Giants. Look at what follows that up through the bye week. At Bills, at Falcons, maybe. Home Saints, we think the Saints are better than we all thought probably. Chiefs, at Packers, at Broncos, by home Bucks. Like you legit could have been two and seven. But with that win yesterday, it's like, okay, one and one. Now it doesn't seem, you know how this goes. Are they going to go crazy in this next flourish of games? No, but at least you get the one win under your belt. And remember with Washington, they got that get out of jail free stretch at the end of the season. The remaining five division games for Washington, the last five weeks of the season. But if you're the Giants and there's an extra L now by Washington, where are you winning? You winning next week? If you don't win next week versus the Falcons, where's your win? Not till week seven, maybe? Yeesh. But Daniel Jones, best game of his career, and Taylor Heineke, you can't say anything bad about what he did. So in, in one respect, those fan bases should be, I guess, pretty buoyed by what they saw yesterday. Hard to say that for the Giants after all those gaffes, though. I think, though, bottom line, with the Ravens and the Raiders, I think we might have seen a game between two mediocre teams, even though it was a uh, bananas game. I think last night we might have just seen a game between two mediocre to perhaps bad teams. We'll talk more football. Jeff and I have our contest picks coming up, or at least we'll try to. Premier League. If you didn't catch VEASAN last week, here's some of what you missed. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs>
And then they're never at any of the festivals. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. You know, maybe Sean King was at Shoal yesterday, now that I think about it. Oh, are we on air? Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number eight is here. Uh, as well, Paul Carr standing by. Uh, one other one other thing on this game last night, uh, just to get uh, into Daniel Jones' stats here. 22 of 32 for 249. One touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times. On the ground, nine carries for 95 yards at a touchdown. Easily the Giants' leading rusher. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing we didn't mention, Jeff, about this, though, how about Kenny Galladay going after Daniel Jones at one point in the game? Did you see that on the sidelines? Was it, it looked like he was yelling at the equipment manager more than anything. Oh, I thought it was after Daniel Jones. I, it was, it was a very, let's just put it this way. You think it he's that mad at the peculiar. equipment manager? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, listen, I, I just, it, how about that being a thing after two games? If that's the case. Well, I mean, for Kenny Galladay, you leave Detroit and you might end up in a worse situation. That's that's quite a quite an accomplishment. Kenny Galladay, Mr. Injury Report last year. What a streak that was. Uh, let's bring him in to talk about the other football, the beautiful game, as they call it. Ten and two on the year on his Premier League picks from Topeka, Kansas. The most handsome man on the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's Paul Carr. How you doing, Paul? Well, I'm just happy to survive that Thursday night game. Man, oh. turned it on uh, right for halftime and just saw all the craziness. Between the Raiders and the Ravens and that last night, um, the NFL just sort of, Roger Dell just missed me laughing at home like, we're so good. Our product is awesome. Next Thursday, I think it's Texans Panthers. So, yeah, that's got all all the makings of something. I don't know what it is, (laughs) but there's something. That has the makings of something. Yeah. Uh, So, describe to me why you think your Premier League season is going so well this early. (laughs) Uh, it's because I'm amazing, Gil. <laughs> it's just, no, no. Yeah. 
it's one of those things. I mean, I think it's, you know, there's some, whatever, it's not the usual thing of a hot streak. You know, you're seeing things well, things are, ha- and you're also getting a little bit lucky. You know, there've been a couple games that, mm-hmm. you know, late goals turn, hit the over or whatever it was. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of, all right, things are about falling into place. Uh, I think the top teams have more or less been kind of what we expected. You know, we thought City, Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, maybe United were kind of the best teams. And we've seen that pretty clearly so far. That next cut of your Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton types have been, you know, up and down. And some of the bad teams like Norwich have been, not good at all. So, I mean, it's very early. We're four games in, but things have kind of gone from a big picture standpoint, more or less according to form so far. Yeah. I, one thing about what you said there, which I love is the, is the acknowledgement that it's not always the handicap that it's the handicap for sure. But it's also mm-hmm. that the ones that could have gone either way have gone your way. And I yep. think like, that's just a great lesson for handicappers across all sports to acknowledge that it's not always you when it goes right and not, you know, the world conspiring against you when it goes bad. You have to sort of be really honest about yeah. the ones in the middle that break your way, and that will help you be a, a better long-term handicapper. What, what do you make, before we get to your picks, what do you make of the mm-hmm. top of the Premier League, which after four games, and it's only four games, so you would expect this, uh, yep. but it is a log jam of, of massive proportions. You have Man U, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Everton, all with 10 points. Man City, Brighton, and Tottenham with nine points, not to mention West Ham at eight. So it's a, it's no separation yet. That's for sure. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is I'm not totally buying Manchester United. I mean, they're still the fourth betting favorite to win the title uh, behind city, Chelsea and Liverpool. And I think that's right. Uh, They just don't think they're quite, I feel like they've been running hot for a while. So, you know, maybe there's something to that, but I just don't feel like they're quite in the quality of a Liverpool, Chelsea or city. Uh, I can see any of those three winning the title. Uh, but I think Manchester United's kind of a cut below. Still the clear-cut fourth best team, I think, but not quite in that top class of the other three. Yeah, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City each having conceded one goal thus far uh, mm-hmm. throughout the first four games of the Premier League season, which is a 38-game slog. Not a slog if you're winning it's bets, just, though. That's a slog. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, not a slog at all. All right, let's get to one. Uh, we have one today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we're getting things started. This should be a fun one this afternoon. Uh, Newcastle and Leeds. So these two teams... And so they've each played four games. Newcastle games have had a total of 17 goals. Leeds has had 15. That's the first and second most uh, in the league. So I think we're going to see goals today. Uh, I'm playing the over three and a half at plus 155. Uh, you could play, obviously play two and a half and get a better or a worse price. But I'm playing over three and a half plus 155. Again, top five in the league in total goals, in total shots, in total expected goals, in the quality of shots they've conceded, meaning both teams give up really good shots to the opponent. Uh, I think this should be kind of an ugly track meet. Leeds is missing a couple of defenders between suspension and uh, injuries. Newcastle's defense has been a mess all season. So I think this will be not necessarily pretty. I guess it could kind of be like the football game last night. It's not pretty, but there were a lot of points and weird things happening. So mm-hmm. I see a lot of goals in this one over three and a half plus 155 is my play. That is 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern for those who want to play the over in the Newcastle Leeds game. Over three and a half goals with a big old plus 155 next to it. Always shop around for the best price. Uh, okay, tomorrow. We have one tomorrow and one Sunday as well. So one every day this weekend. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to Burnley. So Burnley at home against Arsenal. Arsenal's coming off a, a good win over Norwich last weekend. They outshot them 30 to 10 and, and kind of looked like a big club should look against a not so big club. 
but I'm not buying Arsenal yet. Norwich is maybe the worst team in the league. They're the relegation favorite right now. I think it's like minus 160, something along those lines. So I'm not buying Arsenal as being back or anything like that. So I like Burnley in this game, getting half a goal. Minus 115 is my price. Uh, look at last season as kind of a microcosm here. Burnley beat Arsenal away and they drew them at home. They outshot Arsenal in each game. Burnley, just broadly speaking, under manager Sean Dyche, who just got an extension, knows what they're doing. You know, they know who they are sort of thing. And Arsenal seems like under Mikel Arteta, they still haven't quite figured this out. Yeah. So Burnley hasn't won a game this year, but they could have, looking at the underlying numbers, they could have won any of those three except the Liverpool game. So they've got big forwards. Arsenal center backs are a little questionable in the air. Uh, I'm just not convinced Arsenal's legit yet, so give me Burnley and give me the half goal. Arsenal off to a really tough start to this season. I mean, they're they're a... Mm -hmm. They're as big of a legacy brand as any of the others, really, but yep. not not so much anymore, unless, at least as currently constituted, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's right. They haven't made the Champions League last couple of years. Uh, yeah, they're not in that big four, so to speak, that is a title favorite. They're kind of in that second cut of teams that's going to finish you know, between five and ten, something like that. So they've got some work to do to get back to the top of the heap. All right, and then Sunday, you have a Chelsea play, but this just is breaking news. It is not a Chelsea over. Yeah, yeah Chelsea under, right. Yeah, I thought about oh, Chelsea it. under, pardon uh, me, yes. Right. Yeah, thought about that one, and I landed on for this one uh, for Chelsea to win to nil. So this is a you know a shutout victory in kind of American lingo, lingo against Tottenham. Uh, plus one eighty is the price. I I don't think the under is a bad play if you want to go under two and a half at minus one thirty five. I think that's not bad either. Uh, again, Chelsea's defense is good. They've allowed two goals in six games across all competitions this season. They have four shutout wins, uh, and Tottenham has not been scoring much at all. Three goals in four games. They're not going to have Sun Hyung Min, uh, who's injured. They're not going to have a couple others in the midfield as well. Uh, they just got smoked by Crystal Palace last week, which is not a good sign because Crystal Palace doesn't smoke anybody. So I, I don't think this Tottenham attack is very good. We know the Chelsea defense is solid. Uh, so yeah, you could play this a few different ways. I, I like Chelsea to win to nil. They've got the attackers. Lukaku's been great for them so far this season. Yeah, and they've got the defense, and I'm not convinced Tottenham can score. So to me, all that adds up to a, a Chelsea win to nil. Win to nil. One of the great Chrissy Andrews story times, which is also featured in his book, Then One Day. Uh, mm. What is nil? It's a great dog. for those who for those who listen to the beating the book podcast for so many years. All right. So Paul's Premier League picks 10 and two on the season. No pressure. Newcastle yeah. leads over three and a half goals today. That's plus 155 shop around again tomorrow. Burnley plus a half a goal versus Arsenal minus 115. And then on Sunday, Chelsea win to nil. So one of these things where you, you said it on test, you're rooting for human achievement and then you're rooting against yeah. human achievement on the other side versus Tottenham plus 180 on that. Um, okay, and let's go back. We only have uh, 60 seconds here, Paul. Let's go back mm -hmm. to our football. You're yeah. a Miami Dolphins fan. I am thinking, I am very much probably on the cusp of making a Dolphins bet here in this ball game against the Buffalo Bills. I think plus three and a half doesn't make much sense. Talk me off of it or talk me on to it. Well, I, I like it. I think this is going to kind kind of sound silly, but I think there's kind of two outcomes to this game. One is Buffalo wins by like 30 and the other is it's a three-point game one way or the other. That's basically the, the two games that they played last season uh, where Miami got smoked at the end of the season, I think, in Buffalo, and, and it was a three-point loss at home. Um, yeah, Miami's going to grind it out. They're going to get pressure on Josh Allen or try to, and they've got the guys who should be able to cover the talented Bills receivers. So, uh, yeah, I think this – maybe I'm a little bit optimistic, but I do think this is a Dolphins keep it close. I don't know if I – 
believe the offense is quite clicking yet enough to pull it out, but I think they'll be right there at the end. Yeah, I'm making the bet. I just haven't gotten around to pulling the trigger on it. But yeah, Dolphins plus three and a half seems a little skewed. Jeff uh, Parlay and I will talk about our our picks that we're considering for our contest entries, trying to uh, winnow it down for our week two picks in Circa. We will do that later. Paul Carr, the trifecta, the three-pack of picks. Thank you, sir, as always. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a good weekend. You too. Uh, Paul Carr can be found on Twitter at Paul Carr. The podcast is the Expected Value Podcast. You mentioned that. And, of course, he works at True Media Networks, which does all kinds of things for Major League Baseball teams and beyond, behind the scenes, analytics-wise. We'll come back. Dr. Bob, Bob Stoll. He's got a couple college football totals and a NFL pick as well. Next, Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. I implore you, I beseech you, make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number eight, is here as well. Dr. Bob standing by. I uh, just want to thank everybody. Uh, the Megapod and Guessing Lines on the Beating the Book podcast, available where all podcasts are distributed. Uh, just outstanding numbers. Week one is going to be a top 10 uh, episode in, in the entire VEASAN pool of podcast all time. Week one Megapod. And Guessing Lines, which people can soak in here on a numbers game on Mondays and then got mistakenly put on another feed for a couple thousand listens still crushed on the beating the book feed and this megapod yesterday with drew Dinsick, mike palm todd wished and i do it every week rotating guest drew Dinsick from the deep dive podcast of course uh he did it yesterday with us from the d so much fun and that one is well on its way so thank you so much for the support on that we have a blast hope you will uh tune in for your podcast listening pleasure Jeffrey, you're doing Bet Center this weekend as well with Ben Wilson. Who's oh, your of course? Who's, you and Ben every Saturday. I love it. Let's remember it back ten years from now. Let's remember that Jeff Parlay and Ben Wilson did a show on the weekends together. Big things projected for the both of you. All right, let's talk. Uh, by the way, we get tweets at beating the book. Let me just read a couple here before we go to Bob. Uh, this is one. This is from MBC Twenty Seven. Uh, we talking poorly named Survivor today, or did I miss it? <laughs> Got to narrow down my field of selections. Uh, he's commenting on how I call Survivor a poorly named game. Yes, we will. In fact, I'll ask Bob about it right up the top here. And then SC down on the dog. Boy, oh boy, how overhyped was that whiffed Washington football team defense? Look at last year's schedule and quarterbacks they played. You could really see it. Sorry for the bad news. Uh, I basically said all of that yesterday. <laughs> we regurgitated what we talked about yesterday with Lombardi, Las Vegas, Chris, before that. That, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a valid question. The Washington football team has been anointed defensively as this great defense. But I don't think they are, um, based on what we've seen here in the last four games dating back to last season. And that quarterback comparison is correct, who they played uh, in terms of opposing quarterbacks last year and who they've got coming up this year. So they do get by yesterday, one and one. Let's talk uh, all things football, pro and college, with the great Bob Stoll. Dr. Bob, how you doing, Bob? Good deal. Couldn't couldn't have a better start. So, so far, so good. What is your what is your college? No complaints. What is your college football record on the young season? 
Uh, right now, I'm 11 and 0 in college and three and one in the NFL. 11 um, so and 0. <laughs> been a perfect, perfect beginning. Is that good, Bob? 11 and 0. I'm told it's good. I'm getting it in my ear that that's yeah, good. You, you yeah. know, um, people are like, man, are you going to cool down? I'm like, well, I, I believe in hot and cold. I believe in long term, and long term, I have a you know a good winning percentage long term. So I expect to win going forward, but impossible to keep that up. Although one year I did start 26 and four. So yeah. there may be some room to run here, and hopefully that's the case. Bob, I promise you that if you lose a game or two this weekend, you know how it goes. There's going to be somebody out there that murders you for it. They're going to be, oh, you Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure they will. But I'm, <laughs> I'm actually taking it pretty light this week, not intentionally. Mm-hmm. You know, I run my numbers, and I look at the games, I look at the lines, and, you know, I could have one best bet. I could have... Ten best bets. It just depends, and this week I don't have a lot. So, uh, I'll, I'll, but I'm going to give out a few today. All right, let's let's uh, let's crescendo to the college picks. Let's start with the pro pick. One, are you in a survivor pool at all? Yeah, I, yes, I am. You know what you're picking this week? I had I used Carolina last week, mm-hmm. and Smart. I am using New England this week. It's a big pool, so I'm setting up for saving some good teams for later, which is always risky early in the season because you're not really sure how good teams are. It used to be the, hey, just survive and advance early. Mm-hmm. But the pool is so big, I have to really strategize earlier than normal in this particular pool. So I used Carolina last week and New England this week. So Yeah, well, Bob, we'll I, don't, I don't have to remind you, you're not playing to survive. You're playing to win. I like how you play. Well done. All right, All right. so you have one NFL pick here before the two college picks. What is your NFL play that is still available for everyone to bet? Well, most of them are, actually. I've bet some totals, and most of the plays are still within striking range. I mean, the lines do move, but most of them are still are still uh, are good. But this one is, it's, and I'm going to give a side because people like sides more than totals. Um, Seattle over Tennessee, I, I released it when Seattle was minus 5.5. It's gone up to 6.5, and, and I think that's fine. I still would have bet it at, at minus 6.5 or less. I'm mean, Going into the season, I wrote about this on my site. I had a lot of free analysis on the site, and the Tennessee game was one of them last week. I talked about how Ryan Tannehill had gone from being a you know less than average quarterback in six seasons with uh, play callers Mike Sherman, Bill Lazor, Zach Taylor, and Adam Gaze, and all of a sudden he goes to Tennessee. We've got Arthur Smith complex, who's a very creative play caller and a good OC. Now Arthur Smith is now the head coach at Atlanta Falcons. Now they bring in Todd Downing to be the OC. That's not good. Downing has been the OC one time. He only had one chance in 2017 with the Raiders. The year before, the Raiders were seventh in the league in offense and went 12-4. and four. Todd Downing became their OC in 17. They went from being a good offense to being a mediocre offense and a mediocre team and haven't won since. So uh, Downing has ruined the Raiders, even though he was there for just one year. Last week, terrible, predictive play calling. Tannehill struggled. They lost by 25 at home to Arizona. So going into the season, I thought the offense would go from you know being pretty good to being Less worse than average, and so far that has been the case. Uh, they're probably going to try to run the ball with Derrick Henry. There could be some rain. I don't think they're going to, you know, uh, Tannehill's going to struggle, I think, again. Uh, they do have Derrick Henry, but Seattle had the number two run defense in the league last year, according to, you know, the metrics I use. So I just don't think there's a good scenario for Tennessee's offense to succeed here. Um, Seattle also has a new OC and I was last year. Remember they started the season throwing deep and let Russ cook and all this stuff. And then they got super conservative and the mm-hmm. offense went in the toilet. So I was a little concerned that they were going to go back to something super conservative, but they had enough deep throws last week that I feel pretty good about the mix on offense. So I think Seattle's offense is going to be just fine. Tennessee 
doesn't pressure the quarterback much, so Wilson won't have time to throw. So I just I just think it's a good situation, good matchup for Seattle. I have Seattle by nine and a half as my fair line. Wow, line is you know six and a half now. So a lot of value, I think. So uh, wow. Seattle minus uh, minus six and a half. We're seeing a lot of sixes still available too. So even better than six and a half. Yeah, so, there are some. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think the consensus is. Yeah, there are yeah. some sixes. I yeah. think the consensus is probably more like six and a half. So. Okay, uh, and uh, we only have about three minutes here, so let's get to your two college totals. Uh, let's start with Army and UConn. Well, this one comes down to, well, UConn's terrible. They've been shut out by the two FBS teams they played, Fresno State and Purdue. Army's defense is as good, perhaps better than both Fresno and Purdue's defenses. And Connecticut only averaged 3.3 yards per play and a loss to Holy Cross. So this is a terrible offense. But the key to the under here is what I'm playing. The key to the under is that Connecticut, although they're, they're just horrible defensively, most of that's because they can't stop the pass. They're actually not that bad against the run. They've only given up 5.1 yards per rushing play in three games. They're not that much worse against the run than Georgia State and Western Kentucky with Army has played. Army only averaged 4.6 yards per rushing play against those teams. And all these points that Army's scoring is a bit of a mirage. They're averaging 40 points a game, but they've only averaged 5.4 yards per play. So it's not like Army's offense is, 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 is potent. They're just you know, they're just converting on a lot of fourth downs and a lot of third downs, and they're scoring way more than they should have good field position. They're going to score in this game because Connecticut's terrible and going to give them good field position. But I have, I have UConn scoring three points. So the Army's going to have to score a ton to get to 50. I think the total dropped. I released it when it was under 50. I think it's gone down to 49 or 48, but I still think it's a good play at 48, under 48 or more. Yeah, nothing lower than 48 right now for UConn and Army. Uh, which will be an early game, uh, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. tomorrow. All right, and then one more total, Western Michigan and Pitt. Yeah, I like the under here. I released it under 60. I think it's down to 59. I still like it under uh, under 59 is fine. Uh, basically, Western Michigan, a super high-scoring team last year with a terrible defense. They have 10 returning starters on defense. I think they're going to be better. The key to their offense last year was Dwayne Eskridge, who was a number two second-round draft pick and averaged nearly 15 yards a target, not per catch, 15 yards a target last season. You take him out of the offense, and suddenly they're not that great. The year before, Eskridge was playing defense in 2019, and the quarterback, Elodie, only averaged 6.2 yards per pass play and and just under 12 yards per completion. Then Eskridge plays offense. They're great. Now he's back to – now he's in the NFL, and they're back to not scoring much. He's only averaging 11 yards a completion now. So – that big play offense is gone. They have a new offensive coordinator who's a major downgrade from Jake Moreland, who took a job in the NFL. So I just think Western Michigan goes back, you know, that one year is being explosive with Eskridge on offense. Now they go back to being pretty mediocre or worse offensively. The defense is better. And Pitt's not all that explosive. I mean, the 75 points last week in the game against Tennessee, Tennessee plays at a high pace. Western Michigan plays at a slow pace. Pitt's offense is barely better than average this year so far. They've been worse than average the last couple of years. I just think it's going to be a slower-paced game, and Pitt's offense is not particularly great. And certainly, I think that to- that, that high-scoring game last week against Tennessee is what's jacked up the line here. Plus, Western Michigan's reputation as being a high-scoring offense, which is that's in the past. So I just think the line was just wrong. And I, I predicted right. in my math had 51 and a half points, and the total's 50. I think it's still 59. So 59. I think 58 or, or better. The under is good. All right. Bob, beautiful. I'm still tripping over 15 yards of target. That is a, that is a that's unbelievable stat. Uh, Bob, 11-0 on the young college football season. You, my friend, I think, know what you're doing. Thank you, Bob. Let's do it again next week, shall we?
I would look forward to it. Thanks, Gil. Dr. Bob, everybody, at uh, Dr. Bob Sports. By the way, the website he was referring to, drbobsports.com, to check out some free analysis over there. Coming back, baseball, Mark Borchard, I got questions. Next on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. That's my game. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to uh, welcomes you rather to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a ten dollar money line wager on any pro football team, and if any team scores a touchdown, you'll win two hundred dollars in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Once again, could you imagine a whole uh, Sunday slate where it's like six to three, three to nothing? Just use bonus code Visa two hundred when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds, specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. New customer offer. Paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number eight is here. The Grover Cleveland of producers. Parlay, have you watched the uh, 30 for 30 on your beloved Mets from before you were born? I watched the first two parts. So the uh, Tuesday night version, have not watched the one that aired on Wednesday, but that's coming this week. I got them all ready to go. I can't wait to watch them. Mayhem back then. The 1986 baseball playoffs as a whole, as a totality. So we're talking Angels, Red Sox, AL Championship Series. Only four got to the postseason in those days. And Houston Mets in the NL Championship, and of course the Mets and the Red Sox in the World Series. Maybe the greatest postseason of all time. Uh, let's see how this gentleman feels about that. Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert at Base Winners where you can find him, and it's the Base Winner Podcast. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good, Gil. You're, you're bringing back, like, bittersweet memories with the 1986 playoffs, and I was at the game uh, where the Angels played the Red Sox. Donnie Moore gave oh, up a wow. home run in the ninth, and check this out, Gil. I was ready to run onto the field because I was such an Angels fan and grew up in Southern California, and the stadium just went quiet. Dave, I mean, there was, Dave Henderson with the home run. Yeah, it was it was an unbelievably blow to the gut, and you kind of knew because that was, you know, it's they were, they were still ahead in the in the series, and you kind of knew, hey, that's that's going to be it. And, and Boston took care of them in Boston, and what what that was a really good guy. That might have been the best uh, uh, playoffs of of all time, Gil. I yeah. agree with you. And, and a tragic thing after that, Donnie Moore ended up committing suicide. Um, you know, some people attributing part of that or meant more, perhaps much of that to giving up that home run in that postseason, not to bring it down, but that's, you know, that's the postscript to that story. Just an incredible year in so many ways in 1986, which obviously uh, climaxed with ball going between Buckner's legs and the Mets tying up the World Series in six and then eventually winning in seven after falling behind three runs in the seven, in game seven, by the way, in 86. So it was just incredible. Um, let me ask you a question. Yesterday, when the Cubs were beating the Phillies seven to nothing, uh, did you have an alt in-game run line, <laughs> alt in-game spread on the uh, Phillies minus eight and a half? What would that have made? Well, was, what a, what a weird thing, and 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 I didn't take, I didn't look at it when it was seven nothing. I did. Uh, we literally, what was, we, what was we the saw. Price I don't know. I'm just joking. There was no. I didn't see any minus eight and a half, but because Phillies ended up winning seventeen to eight, I believe. Yes. Uh, the we were we were on primetime action. We look up at the screen. I'm like, oh, I literally said to to Matt, my co-host Matt Brown. I was like, oh, nice of the Phillies to show up tonight, right? We look away. We talk for a few more minutes. I look up. It's seven, <laughs> seven to five, like a blink of an eye. I look away again. I think it's seven seven. They scored a touchdown. The Phillies in the fourth inning, and then they just you know they just rolled from that point on. So I mean, it's just those are the kinds of things you see late late season baseball. You were not involved though in that at all in that game. I, I did. I took a look at the in-game pricing. It was like seven to five, and I just didn't think they were giving enough to Philadelphia. I think it was like plus, 
it, it was just awful. It was like maybe plus 185. And I'm like, what is it? This team's down by two runs. But I mean, they were right pricing it like that, I guess. But uh, I, I just I was curious as to if you had seen the uh, the end game pricing no. when it was seven. No, we did not. We did not stop and look. We were too busy having a conversation. I'll tell you what we did do. We talked to well, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical thing that uh, our friend Will Hill came up with uh, via DM the other day that doesn't exist in any betting market. And then I want to ask you about an actual betting market at DraftKings. The hypothetical was San Francisco Giants now with 15 baseball games left in the season. Both they and the Dodgers have 15 left. They have a one-game lead over the Dodgers. If I were to set a postseason win total on the San Francisco Giants, I, I was going to ask you, what would you set it at? Let's start there. What would you set it at? Two and a half, maybe. That, so that's what everybody said. I said three and a half because you have to account for a wild card game possibility. So, But we're all sort of on the same page with exactly because they even if they won the wild card game, which they'd be favored in probably, then they'll be a dog to the Dodgers, right? In that case, in the division series. So you can't make it more than that. Whereas if it's the Dodgers, you probably make it double-digit season wins, right? Because they'll be favored yeah. in both. Um, so, okay, we're on the same page with that. That was the hypothetical. All right, so, so this is, this is what I, I wanted to talk about this with you and see what your opinion on mm-hmm. is on this. This is what I think kind of sucks about this postseason. Whoever wins that wild card game is so let's say the giants go to the wild card game and win. They've got to play the Dodgers or the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, they win. So the two best teams in baseball are going to meet in the, essentially the first round of the, of the play. I, I just wish it was different. You know, uh, it would be, I mean, how much more exciting would the, with the major league baseball postseason be if you, if you had the prospect of them playing in the NLCS, I totally agree. Uh, that kind of stinks. Uh, here's the market I wanted to ask you about that actually exists at DraftKings. These are World Series exact matchups. We talked about this on primetime action last night. The Astros versus the Dodgers are the short shot at 7-1. to In fact, three Dodgers matchups are the three shortest shots. Astros-Dodgers, White Sox-Dodgers plus 850, Rays-Dodgers plus 950. Um, if you go further down, by the way, this market includes teams that are still like mathematically alive. So like the Cubs are actually still, you know, mathematically alive for a wild card. So it goes, there's a lot of combinations. I, I'm just curious on a glance here. Is there anything on this board that you'd be interested in or another matchup that we could perhaps find for you? I think you'd have to really price it. That's That takes a long time to go through and price. So you mm-hmm. have to actually price all the series out. And I think what you'd find is there's, there's really not a lot of value there. What I can tell you is the the two top teams in my expected standings, which I have on basewinner.com right now. So that's exciting if you want to check those out, uh, are the Astros and the Dodgers. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's that's the way it shakes out, Gil. You know, I think this Dodger team right now is going to win this division. Uh, the, the season simulation has them right now at 69% uh, to win that division, even though they're a game back. But uh, I would say, yeah, the Astros and the Dodgers, uh, those are the two teams that I think think will get there. Yeah, San Francisco's remaining combined opposing winning percentage, 471. Giants' hardest games are uh, against both the Braves and the Padres. Still six more against the Padres, three against the Braves. They do have three against the D-backs and three against the Rockies. Dodgers. Uh, opposing winning combined percentage, uh, winning percentage, 487. Uh, they also get three against the D-backs, three against the Rockies, but they will have three against the Brewers, three against the Padres, three against the Reds. The Reds, who have no interest, apparently, in making the postseason. That wild card race, man, St. Louis, remember we talked about this last week, Mark. 
when St. Louis was like 12 to one to make the postseason, and now they've got a half game lead over San Diego and a full game lead over the Reds. You you think they get there, or you're still very bearish on the Cardinals? Well, uh, my numbers have never been good with the Cardinals this year, but and I remember Todd and I were just like, hey, stop talking about the Cardinals. <laughs> and, and, yes. and 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 I think I think you I think you made a bet. Didn't you make a bet? It sounds I, like you I did. didn't because we didn't have it available here in Nevada, so I didn't make oh, it. Yeah, that's, that's the worst because yeah. you you were on that. You yep. were on that. And well, anyway, to um, to count, even though with with my my numbers, which are kind of bearish on the Cardinals, I have them with a twenty eight point four percent chance to to get that wild card. Uh, the other the, the favorite that I have are the Reds at thirty eight point eight, and then I have the Padres at twenty seven percent. So that's kind of how it shakes up right now. But they were at two percent when we talked uh, yeah. ten days ago. How about yeah. the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Red Sox? The Yankees dropping a horrible game. Oh, what a bad loss that was last night. A wild pitch down to their final out ties the game up for Baltimore, and then Baltimore wins in 10. They bunted with a man on second in a tie game. I pretty much got out of my seat and applauded last night. Baltimore didn't. They end up winning it. What do you know? Um, but that's bad for the Yankees because they're a half game back now. What's your percentages in making the postseason to those three? I've got Toronto at 71.9%, Boston at 74.6%, and the Yankees at 505 Remember, there's two yes. wild cards that are up for grabs. But uh, what a terrible loss that was. Terrible. Today. Terrible. Uh, Montgomery loss. was was just awesome. He struck out twelve and walked one, and and uh, they 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 didn't really do anything other for him. You know, too yeah. bad. I, I apologize. We have sixty seconds. Your two picks of the day, sir. All right, I'm going to play five inning games today, and really good good numbers on both the three metric chart and the overall base winner ERA. Go with the Phillies today, Gil. Uh, I've got it priced on the five inning line at minus 172. You can get them at minus 150. And then I'm going to go with well, this. This game's a, a real prize. Pittsburgh at Miami. Oh, going to no. go with the, the going to go with the Marlins. I have a price at minus 186. And and long story short, Hernandez has been damn good. Yeah, he he's 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 good on the he's good on the conventional numbers. He's good on the the, the granular numbers. Anywhere you slice it, he's been really good. Pirates 75 weighted runs created plus on the road. I'm going with Miami, minus 155, five-inning line, Gil. Billy's five-inning, Marlins five-inning. Tell the truth, Mark, as we go out. Are you even aware that the NFL is being played now? Are you even cognizant of that fact? <laughs> I watched a little bit of that Washington game. I was flipping between the, the Mets documentary and, and the Washington game. All right, well, that, that isn't a bad choice at all, that's for sure. Uh, Mark Borchard, ladies and gentlemen, Base Winner is where you can find him on Twitter, uh, the Base Winner Podcast, and, of course, BaseWinner.com as well. Thank you, Mark. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Gil. Coming back, Parlay and I will look at our contest entries and Chris Felica the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day next. Right here on the Numbers Game at Decent Esports. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team, and if any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this special offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options 
promotions, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed wagering decisions. The VSIN approach is simple. The more you know as a sports better, the better chance you have to succeed. We cover every sport from the better's perspective, and we bring that excitement, 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 and we bring. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.